The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are a faithful God. We give you praise because you are a very present help in a time of need. And so we know through this season, you never leave us, you never forsake us. We ask that you speak your word to our hearts again. Strengthen us from within. Grant us your wisdom to navigate this season and to come out on top, ruling and reigning, even as you have ordained for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. You're welcome once again to Home Church and E-Church this morning. I trust everyone in your household is seated and we are set for what God is doing. I want to continue the series we've been talking about all month long. In fact, I'm going to be tying it up today. And um, for those of you that have been following, we've themed the teaching Solutions Everywhere. And we are talking about strategic keys to reigning in life for the redeemed. Glory be to God. If you are a child of God, if you are born again, um, you have what it takes to win and to reign in this crisis. You need to believe that. You need to understand that. And then you need to start putting to use the things that God has made available. Let me start from Revelation chapter 5 this morning. Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. The latter part of verse 9. For you, talking about Jesus, you were slain. And you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And watch this. This is what we are talking about and you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Glory be to God. There's a way for a child of God to reign, even in times of crisis. And today we are talking about being covered by covenant, covered by the covenant that we have. That's the blood that was being referred to there. It's a blood covenant we have with God through Jesus Christ. That's what was being referred to there in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. Through his blood, a way has now been made for us to reign. Glory be to God. The Christian faith um, and the work of a Christian, it's not just a family relationship with God. Um, yes, God is our Father, is our Heavenly Father, and that lets us know we have a family relationship with him. But it's also a covenant relationship. If you try to make Christianity all about family, you will miss out on some things. And if you make it all about covenant and not recognize the family part, you will also miss out on some things. Let me put us on the same page. What's a covenant? A covenant is a formal agreement. You see, when it's family, it doesn't have to be formal. But when it's covenant, it's formal. It's a formal agreement between two or more people, two or more parties, to do or not to do certain specified things. It's often ratified by blood or in blood. That's why we're talking about the blood covenant. And it can only be annulled by death. This is what makes our own covenant with God very unique because God is not going to die. Glory be to God. So it's an eternal covenant. It's a forever covenant. So when Jesus said in Mark 14, verse 24, Mark 14, 24, the Bible says, He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant which is shed for many. He's talking about this blood covenant. Hallelujah. And this is what allows us to reign, this covenant. Glory be to God. Another way to define a covenant or to understand the covenant is 
to see it as conditional promises. It's interesting that God will fuse grace with covenants. You see, grace is unconditional. It's unmerited. But covenant is conditional. It just doesn't happen. You see, we say conditional promises. The promises just won't happen. Certain things have to be triggered for you to see them in manifestation. We talked briefly about that last week. So it's about principles. It's not about a person or a personality. You can be loud. You can be quiet. You can call yourself by whatever title you want. When it comes to covenant, it's not about all those things. It's about principles. And some of those things, it's what we've been sharing. Glory be to God. So today, I want you to understand that if you are in covenant with God through Jesus Christ, you are covered from this global crisis. Glory be to God. If you will understand how to walk in your covenant and master it, all the crisis that is going around, whether it's health or finances or family or whatever it is, it will not touch you. Hallelujah. It will not touch your loved ones. Glory be to God. And, and specifically today, I want to show you how you can really activate or maximize this covenant. I'm going to be talking about, interestingly, about goals and targets and how you can walk or um, achieve your goals and targets or hit your goals and targets. Let, let me start with this thought this morning or continue with these thoughts. Um, let's talk about bailouts. We see a lot of governments doing that all over the world. Now, I even read something online that the Nigerian government is putting some things in place for its, citizen, its citizens. Our citizens. Um, responsible parents that are able to are helping their children at this time. Um, employers are taking special care of their most valuable employees. Churches and charitable organizations are looking after their members or their benefactors. And leading governments are putting out bailout plans. I think America is, of course, leading everybody. They are pumping in trillions of dollars, billions of dollars into the economy to help their people. Glory be to God. Well, God is also acting in that same vein. In fact, much more. Just like parents and employers and churches and governments are helping their people, God is also bailing out his people right now. This is how the Bible describes it. Matthew 7, 11. Listen to what Jesus said here. If you then, being evil, talking about human beings or governments or employers, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, glory be to God, will your heavenly Father, your Father who is in heaven, Give good things to those that ask him. So God is covering his people, delivering his people, bailing out his people. Look at this verse of scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy 4 and 10. To this end, we both labor and suffer reproach. Apostle Paul was speaking here. Because we trust in the living God. I'm going to talk about trust later in this message this morning. Who is the savior of all men, especially those who believe. I love that word especially there. There is something special for the believer from God in this season. Just like there's something special for the American citizen from the U.S. government this, this, season, um, this season. Or the Nigerian government. Glory be to God. But I'm sure you'll understand that even though the American government is putting out certain bailout plans, not every American is going to benefit from it. Even though the Nigerian government is doing certain things, not every Nigerian will benefit from it because certain steps need to be taken. You have to comply, I mean, to take 
advantage of whatever the government is doing. Maybe you have to fill a form or apply. If you are a Nigerian and you don't do those things, you don't benefit from it. The same way with God. If God has put out a bailout plan, a deliverance plan, a covering, a protection, provision for his people, his children, and someone is ignorant of it, or someone does not believe it, or someone doesn't do what needs to be done to take advantage of it, even though you're a child of God, you may not benefit from it. And that's why these things we are talking about are vital. Let me share something powerful with you this morning. So Matthew 7, verse 11 that we just read, God, Jesus said God will take care of his people. Look how Luke described that same text. Luke 11 and verse 13. If you then, being evil, he's talking about the same thing Matthew was talking about, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So even in that text, there are two things we can pull out of how you can take advantage of what God does. Matthew and Luke talked about asking. That's why prayer is very important at a time like this. Then Luke went further to talk about the Holy Spirit. The, Holy Spirit. the believers that know how to walk with the Spirit in this time, how to be led by the Spirit, how to just flow in the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit, they will take greater advantage of what God is doing. We talked about all that um, last month when we were talking about the Holy Spirit being our solutions provider. Glory be to God. So let me go on to what I want to talk about today because you already have a covenant with God as a child of God. How do you maximize it? How do you take advantage of it? Because that's how you can receive all that God is doing for his people. And God is definitely doing something. Glory be to God. So lockdown is going on. And I'm so glad about that segment we had with Pastor Tony and Pastor Bennett um, and Sister Diola earlier on. Um, you need to take advantage of this time. There's a phrase I've coined. I call it lockdown, the lockdown. Glory be to God. So you need to be specific and intentional about how you use this season. Be like an Apostle Paul that was locked in a Roman prison, but he just didn't stay locked down in a Roman prison. He wrote letters, and they ended up being the scriptures or the Bible. You see, Paul locked down the lockdown. He used that time of lockdown to do something specific, something intentional that is blessing the world today. Be like an apostle John that was cast to the island of Patmos and he downloaded revelations from heaven. And today, you and I have the book of Revelation. Use this time well. Don't let it just be about the fact that they told us to stay at home. And after six weeks or two months, all you have to show for it is that you stayed at home. Paul was put in a prison, but he wrote the Bible. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15. This is what the Bible tells us. Ephesians 5.15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I don't think we need to tell anybody that we are in evil days. But the Bible tells us to redeem the time. Therefore, do not be unwise, verse 17, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We spoke a bit about the will of, of, of God last, last Sunday. So let me ask you three questions today. And these questions will, will help you to know how you are using this time. Number one, what have you been using this time for? This is about the fifth of the sixth week of the lockdown. What have you been doing with the last five weeks? Number two, um, how... 
have you been maximizing um, how have you been maximizing the past few days and weeks? Glory be to God. How have you been utilizing it? And, and number three, what can you point to that you have achieved or you are going to achieve during this lockdown period? What are you doing with the time? Look at the last five weeks or the last few days. What have I achieved? And even if you've not done much, you can start adjusting with what I'm going to share with you today. So let me go into the main thing. I want to talk to you about goals and targets. Because that's one way, interestingly, to activate our covenant. And that's how to use times like this. Go with me to Philippians chapter 3 and listen to what Apostle Paul is saying here. I'm going to read quite some um, passages of scripture with us this morning. Some of us are familiar with them, but please pay attention. Philippians 3 from verse 12. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I have a goal. Verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things that are ahead. I press, verse 14, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I have a goal. I have a target. I'm not allowing what has happened in the past, good or bad, to hinder me. I'm, there's something I'm focusing on. Now, watch what he said in verses 15 and 16. Very instructive. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, have this mentality of going after a goal or a target. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same mind. Let us, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Now, I, I don't need to tell you that Apostle Paul was a covenant man. And he did great things because of the grace and the covenant of God available to him. But he's telling us there's a powerful way to do this thing here. Have a goal. There are many things God has provided for us. Healing is available. Provision is available. Protection is available. Deliverance is available. Press towards it. Walk towards it. And mainly what I'm talking to you about today is exercising yourself towards achieving and hitting your goals. It's one thing for God to provide something for you and make it available through his covenant. It's another thing for you to experience it. Paul said, I press toward the goal, towards the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God provided it, but I exercised myself. I pressed towards it until I got it. Hallelujah. Goals and targets don't achieve themselves. This is why sometimes so, someone will say, I want to do this, oh, I, I want to prosper, or I want to walk in healing. Um, it doesn't come to pass. Why? Because they don't, they don't achieve themselves. You have to exercise yourself towards it. And specifically today, I want to talk about exercising yourself concerning spiritual goals. Let me show you something Apostle Paul said to Timothy here. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Glory be to God. 1 Timothy 4, um, because of time, I'm just going to read verses 7 and 8. He said, reject profane and old wives' fables. Reject conspiracy theories. They're not going to help you at this time. Exercise yourself, rather, towards godliness. Now, watch what he said in verse 8. Bodily exercise profits little. But godliness is profitable in all things. Godliness is another word for spiritual exercise. 
Please hear me and hear me well. This is where I'm focusing on this morning. We can talk about natural things you can do, um, natural things you can do concerning your health, steps you can take in the natural. There's nothing wrong with that. We should do that. But that will only profit you little. Child of God, you have a covenant. Exercise yourself towards spiritual things. That one will profit you in all things. Having promise of this life that is now, that now is, and that which is to come. Hallelujah. So when I'm talking to you about targets and goals, I want you to think about spiritual targets. And when I'm asking you, what have you been doing with the last five weeks? What are the things you are trying to come out with at the end of this lockdown? I mean, Apostle Paul came out with scriptures. Apostle John came out with revelations of the world to come. I'm focusing on spiritual things. I want you to know how to use the covenant you have with God, target spiritual goals, exercise yourself towards achieving those spiritual goals. And I'm telling you, by the authority of God's word, you will come out on top. Hallelujah. And this comes to the meat of what I want to share with us. I want to talk to us from Psalm 112. Let's talk about that guy or woman or person in Psalm 112. Um, and I want you to look at 10 things in this psalm. The 112th psalm. I'm going to close with these 10 things this morning. And the first six things are the results or the blessings we see in the life of that person the Bible told us in Psalm 112. The last four are the spiritual exercises he was doing that brought about the results of the first six things. Because of time, I won't read the entire psalm. You can do that on your own at home. But watch these six blessings or results that he had. And these are things we are looking for, all of us at this time. Number one, the Bible said his descendants are mighty upon the earth. His generations, his children and his children's children, they are blessed. We see that in verse 2. Number two, the Bible said wealth and riches and honor. And enduring wealth and riches, really, it's in his house, his life. I told you last Sunday, house is not just physical place where I reside. It's life. You see that in verses 3 and 9. I'm moving a bit fast because of time. Just follow me. Number three blessing we see is righteousness. That is the fruits, the results, the testimony we see of his life and his integrity endures forever. That's how I can say in verse 2 that the wealth and riches he had, it was enduring wealth and riches. Not that he was rich five years ago and is broke today. Or not that he had money last year and then a crisis came and now doesn't have money. No, that's not what our covenant provides us. He had that testimony or that blessing. Number four, watch this one. Light arises for him in darkness. Wouldn't you just love to be that guy that you know what to do? The governments of the world don't know what to do. Many households don't know what to do. But for the covenant man, light arises for him in darkness. Number five, he is never shaken. He is not afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast and established. You read that in verses 7 and 8. All the negative report that comes around, it doesn't move him. And he's not forcing it to. It's just his covenant speaking for him. And he had learned how to walk in his covenant. Look at the sixth blessing or testimony we see of this person. The desires of the wicked or the devil, they never come to pass in his life. The death or the sickness or the poverty or the confusion, it never comes to pass. 
On the contrary, he sees his desires on his enemies. Those are six amazing blessings we see from Psalm 112. Now let me show you how he got them. And this is where we are, what we are really talking about. Exercising yourself spiritually. Having spiritual goals, exercising yourself towards it, and you are now triggering the bailout plan that your father and your covenant partner, your God, has made available for you. This is the main key. This was this man's secret. And this is the seventh thing I want to tell to you, talk to you about that Psalm 112th person. And if you need a divine strategy, here it is. He fears God. Or he reverse God. We're not talking about fear as God is going to hurt you. There's a lot of teaching, and it's needed at this time for us not to fear. But I think we need to complement that teaching by telling people how to walk in divine reverence. That was the secret. He fears God. And they told us how he does it, delighting greatly in God's commandments. That's something to exercise yourself towards, reverencing God's word, spending time in the word. We talked about that last Sunday as well. Interestingly, this was what they told us about Job. Job chapter 1 verse 1. He was a man who was blameless and upright, one who feared God and he shunned evil. Hallelujah. Look at another thing this guy did. So can that be a goal for you in this season or a plan or a strategy for you? And you know what? I'm going to reverence God. A lot of people at this time, because of this crisis, they are making fun of God. You, you see it online, making fun of churches. You see, some people, they won't talk about God. They will talk about the people of God or the men of God. There is no fear of God in their heart. Some people even go as far as where is God. Don't believe God. Not this man. Look at another thing we are told about him. This is the eighth key I want to give you about this man. He is gracious. He is generous. He is good. And he's full of compassion. You see that in verses 4 and 5. Glory be to God. Exercising yourself to be gracious. Forgiving people. Loving people. Helping people. We keep talking about being benevolent at this time. Spiritual exercises. That was Job's secret as well. Job 29 verse 12. Job was thinking about the glory days of his life. And in verse 12 he said, Because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless and the ones who had no helper, exercising yourself spiritually. Number nine, he walks rightly. So um, he, he, he does his best to do what is right. And he, I love this. He guides his affairs with discretion. I was talking with some leaders yesterday. I said, look, nobody really knows what's going to happen per se. Apart from the promise of God we hold on to. This is a time to be very, very discreet. And allow the Spirit of God to guide us. You see that in verses 4 or 5. And this is the last thing about this man. He trusts God. And I'm going to close with that this morning. Put your trust and your confidence in God. Listen to what Job said. In the middle of his crisis, when he was having that discourse with his friends, everything in his life was upside down. Job 13, verse 15. Though he slay me, talking about God, yet I will trust him. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to trust God all through this season. Exercise yourself to trust God. When you hear things or you see things that make you want to lose your confidence in God, exercise yourself. Make it a goal. Exercise yourself spiritually. Use your faith consciously. Pray consciously. And put your trust in God. Hallelujah. And if you walk in these secrets I'm sharing with you this morning about the Psalm 112 person, man or woman, all those first six blessings that we saw in his life, 
I'm telling you by covenant, God will make them to manifest in your life. You will not go down in this season. God will keep lifting you up. You will prosper on every side. You will see God show you, show you amazing things, give you wisdom that will defy the times. You will just stand out, a light in a dark world. You will be a Psalm 112 person because you have a covenant with God. Your bailout plan from heaven will work for you in this season and you will enjoy the fruits thereof in Jesus' mighty name. Let me close with this text, Luke chapter 4. The final word I want to give us on this this morning before we pray. Luke chapter 4, verses 25 to 27. Jesus was speaking here, and I actually think I shared this a few weeks ago. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up for three and a half years, and there was great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent, except to Zarephath, in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. Verse 27, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and to none of them, none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. You see, all those widows in Israel, they had the same covenant the widow of Zarephath had, but they never took advantage of the bailouts God had available for them. Naaman was not even a covenant child of Israel. But there were many lepers in Israel that were covenant children and never took advantage of God's bailout. So maybe they were ignorant of it. Maybe they did not believe it. Or perhaps it was just that they just didn't exercise themselves to lay hold on what God had given them. If you study the story of the widow of Zarephath and Naaman very carefully, you will notice they almost missed their miracle. When Elijah came to the widow, he told her, make for me first. God had commanded her to feed the prophet. She wasn't going to do it. But when the prophet told her, she obeyed. And she gave the prophet first. And then she triggered the miracle. When the man came to Elisha, he told, her, he told him, go and take a bath in the in River Jordan. The man said, that's a dirty river. I wanted to go home. Then his servant called him and said, Master, what was he asking you to do? Is it not just to go inside the river? And then the man listened. Glory be to God. I want to encourage you to listen to God's voice and God's word this season. Trust him. He knows how to navigate this season. And through his covenant over your life, you will come out on top. Glory be to God. Leave those hands where you are. Father, we give you praise. We bless your name. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace over our lives. Your merited favor. And we also thank you for your covenant promises. And thank you for teaching us how to activate this covenant and walk in it. And I pray over everyone listening. I pray over every household connected to this service. I decree you are covered through the blood of Jesus. No evil befalls you this season. No plague comes near you this season. The blessing of God is speaking loudly in your life. You will shine in a dark world because you are blessed and you are highly favored. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Very quickly, if you are watching this service with us and you are not born again, I want to quickly pray with you. You've not surrendered your life to Jesus yet. What a time. What a time to come to know the Lord. I want to pray very simply with you. You don't have to do anything apart from believe and receive what Jesus has done. Jesus has done all the work for you. So pray this simple prayer with us this morning. Wherever you are, wherever you are streaming this, God will hear you if you will pray in faith. Say, Heavenly Father, I, I acknowledge today 
that I'm a sinner in need of salvation. I also acknowledge that Jesus came and he died for me. Lord Jesus, I invite you today, come into my heart, come into my life. Save me. Save me from eternal damnation and the current crisis gripping the world. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. And I boldly declare that I'm born again. I'm a child of Almighty God. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer with us, I want you to know that God has heard you and God has accepted you as his child. And you are now under the covenant I spoke about today. Um, let us know about it. I'm going to give you some information later on in the service, how we can know that you prayed this prayer with us and how we can get in touch with you. God bless you. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.